Kyle Schroeder sitting in here for Jared. He will be back on Monday. This is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017thehammer.com. Let's go straight to the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline and bring in Brian Newbert. He covers Purdue basketball for goldandblack.com. Good afternoon, Brian. Thanks for coming on the program. As always, uh, Purdue's, Purdue's a good basketball team. Approved it again last night with a victory uh, at Michigan. 7-0 and now on the road. 6-0 and on the road in the Big Ten. Uh, why is Purdue so good away from Mackey Arena? It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you, JV. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Why is Purdue so good on the road? Uh, because Purdue's been good everywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the biggest part of it, but I, I think also it it just stems from a lot of the stuff that has led to the success Purdue's had this year. It, it's I, I think you have the best player in college basketball. That's always a good start. But I also think you have just a really steady guy, a really consistent guy, somebody who's who's not really phased by much of anything. He just he just he just handles whatever's right in front of him. That being Zach Eady, of course. I think he set just a, a best case scenario sort of tone for this whole team in this this new uh, critical role he's in, both as a player and a leader. Uh, and I I think as I've said all season long, none of this is possible if Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer aren't um, basically adults right away from a basketball perspective. Uh, I think those guys' fearlessness, those guys' poise, those guys' collective IQs and those guys just simple uh, naivety to the fact that freshmen are supposed to struggle on the road in the Big Ten um, is sort of what's really driven this. You know, it's really hard to win with freshmen in the Big Ten. It's really hard to win on the road with freshmen in the Big Ten. It's really, really, really hard to win with freshman guards on the road in the Big Ten. And that's never been a concern even for a second for Purdue this season that doesn't mean those guys won't still have some ups and downs you know from here I'm, I would imagine they will um, but they've been great uh, they've been great away from home uh, they've arguably been better away from home than they have been at home and I'm saying that about a team that's now 20 and one and a lot's gone right for this whole team all across the board but especially on the road I was talking earlier about the play that Fletcher lawyer made and maybe it shows up in the box score as a as a rebound, but watching it, it it is a little bit more impactful, I think, even than that. The ball that he just tips to himself. I mean, it's just a re- routine play, but I think tells you a little bit about the savvy and the know-how, the smarts, the, the, the just being around the game, uh, you know, not being rattled, <laughs> you know, seeing things before they happen. All I, I don't know. You, you go on and on, but. Uh, I think it's just an illustrative of him and and then you know those two guys and they're sort of a they're sort of know how uh, stuff you can't teach instincts uh, all of that uh, that has made a big difference for Purdue. Well, uh, Fletcher Lawyer's done that two games in a row. I think against Maryland there was a loose ball there where uh, I don't know if Jameer Young went as hard for it as as Kevin Willard would have liked and. I swear, maybe I was imagining this, but it looked to me live and on replay like Fletcher Lawyer kind of eased up on the gas pedal a little bit to sort of bait Jameer Young into the right angle to where Lawyer could then accelerate to the ball and get an angle on him to get out in transition. Um, I think that was the case anyway, but those guys have both been 
you can tell they understand angles. You you can see you can see Braden Smith switching to his left hand yesterday on that finish off that ball screen um, in the second half. Just kind of understanding what's around them, understanding their 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 understanding the big picture on the court. But those guys have both been really good in team defense. Uh, they have been really good in their assignments. They've been really good rotating to the ball. Uh, they've been really good rotating off the ball. They they just know what they're doing, um, mm-hmm. and that speaks to to not only their kind of basketball savvy, their basketball understanding, but the fact they listen. You know, uh, I think I think this Purdue team listens to Matt Painter and his staff as well as probably any team I've covered. And it's not like I, I I'm watching them listen. You can tell by watching them play that they listen, and that's. That's a pretty important piece of success for a team as young and new as Purdue's been this season. You've been around Zach Eady uh, a lot, probably know him uh, at least as well as you can from a, a reporter-player uh, point of view. What makes him tick? What what what's he motivated by? Because it seems like you know he does not show it all that outwardly, but you. He does subtly. I mean, in the game last night, I think you could see that it meant a little bit, something more uh, to him perhaps going up against uh, Hunter Dickinson, You know, a guy that was highly recruited, obviously, has had a, a lot of accolades throughout his career, and deservedly so. He's a good player. Uh, but, it, but it meant something to him a little bit. And I don't know that we always – like he's not that vocal about it, he's not that visible with it, but certainly he's motivated by it. Yeah, I think he's just wanted to get better. Uh, his whole career from his first day on campus, I think he's just, he's understood that, hey, this is kind of something that um, I can be pretty good at. And I, I think ever since the moment he got to campus, you know, it was the COVID year and people were telling me how good the Zach Eady was, how good the Zach Eady was. And I couldn't go to practice. I couldn't really see it for myself. And then... uh you know, Purdue went down to that that tournament in Florida. I could not believe how good he was right away. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's just been a, a steady rise ever since then. And he's put in as much work, um, probably as anybody I've covered at Purdue. And that that that's pretty that's a pretty significant um, list because Caleb Swanigan, Carson Edwards, those guys were diabolical in their work ethics, and uh, they're a lot more where those guys came from. But um, he has just really, really put a lot of time in, put a lot of effort in, put a lot of himself into, into, into committing to getting better. And you see him getting better, you know, kind of week, kind of week to week. And um, the jump he made from last season to this season has just been unlike anything, you know, I've seen since the jump from Caleb Swanigan's freshman season to his sophomore season. It's just, He's an entirely different player now than he was last season. He's he's the Big Ten Player of the Year right now by a mile. He's the National Player of the Year right now. Uh, if you ask me today, I would put him down for the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year too, because I don't think there's been a more a more impactful defensive presence who's meant more to his team's success in that regard than Zach Eady. I doubt he'll get it because I don't think he'll have the buzz and I don't think he'll have the counting stats, like block shots and things like that. You know, someone from Rutgers would obviously um, be a justifiable pick for that, but I think he's he's really been the driving force behind Purdue becoming a much better defensive team. He's he probably bears more responsibility for his team than any player in the country 
because not only is he Purdue's go-to guy offensively, not only is he the best rebounder in college basketball, not only is he as impactful a defender as he's been, he's also Purdue's, you know, he's the most important decision maker on offense because of the, the decisions he has to make with the ball. Uh, when he gets it in the low post, he's taken a huge step as a passer. Uh, he's, he's been able to, to keep his turnovers down. He's been able to keep his fouls down. But also, he, I think his leadership is something you can't really you, you can't really gauge from an outsider's point of view. The sort of thing he he, he, he wouldn't get credit for in like the wooden award conversation. But look at what's around him. Look at the team that um, he came into this season with. He, he had two freshman guards both moving into 30-minute roles, basically. He he had an entirely new cast around him. He was the only known commodity on this team. Um, and he has carried this team uh, to 20-1. and one. Now, as I, I always say, um, it's not possible if Braden Smith and Fletcher Lawyer aren't as advanced as they've been. But Zach Eady stands as the singular reason why Purdue is where it is. And, um his impact has been felt every way impact can possibly be felt. Yeah, he certainly leads the way. The two freshman guards matter a lot. I, I think, too, Brian, that a reason why Purdue is where it is right now is that the guys who are role players are buying into those roles. And I know it's probably easier to do that when you are 20-1, and one, uh, but a guy like David Jenkins Jr. who scored more than 1,800 yeah. points in his career, I mean, he... You know, he gets some shots yesterday. They fall. I think he had only scored five points in the previous four games or something like that. Uh, but, you know, after the game, he did the whole thing is just so professional. I mean, he, you know, he's talking about his role and the fact that he's playing for the number one team in the country. And, yes, he's had to sacrifice some of his, his own individual performance because of it. I mean, he's just one illustration. But, you know, Brandon Newman is another one. He, he Six rebounds. It's the two biggest free throws of the game there at the end. I mean, you've got the two glue guys in Mason Gillis and Ethan Morton. I don't know where Purdue would be without Ethan Morton. Uh, not 20-1, and one, probably 15-6 and six or something like that. Um, but all those guys have bought in to what they're supposed to be doing without getting sort of the accolades that the three other guys that we've mentioned a lot during this interview have gotten. And, and it's a reason why Purdue is where it is. Yeah, Purdue has a lot of really valuable connective tissue on this team. I love using the term connective <laughs> tissue in a basketball context, but Ethan Morton is I hate using the word glue guy, but yeah. if there's a if there's he is the epitome of a glue guy. Mason Gillis is the epitome of a glue guy. Caleb First and Trey Kaufman Rand have a lot of that in them in them too. Um but I think you have to give for a guy playing a relatively minute role on a great team, you have to give David Jenkins a ton of credit here because this is a kid, this is not what he's used to. And I, I shouldn't even call him a kid. He's, he's, he's uh, you know, 20-something years old. Um, but he has, been an, he has been an adult. He has been he has been exactly what this team has needed from a personality perspective. He's charismatic. He's got some, some wisdom to him that has come from life experience. By every indication, he has been he has been a fantastic influence on this whole team, a valuable contributor, a great guy to have around. And this is the sort of situation, this is the peril of the transfer portal nowadays, is that you recruit a guy for a couple of weeks, you don't really know him. Yeah. And then when he gets to your place and things don't go for him or things aren't 
what somebody's used to, how are they going to react? And you run the risk of, of having a guy sitting at the end of your bench who's only playing eight to ten minutes a game, whatever it might be on, on any given night, who's either becoming a problem because he's not happy or he's not ready to play when you call his number. And it's been the exact opposite for David Jenkins. They have made him into something, or he's made himself into something that is not his natural deal. He, he you know, Purdue wanted a point guard uh, in the spring, and they got David Jenkins. And as, as, as valuable as David Jenkins has been in a point guard's role, he's not that guy. He's always been a scorer. He's always been a shooter. And he's not playing a role where he's getting a lot of shots or where he's being asked to score. He's not, he does not have an offense built around him. He, he's acclimating to whatever his team needs, and he's doing it with a big smile on his face, and he's doing it with the wisdom that's come from, you know, being 23, 24 years old, having been at, at three other schools, and it he is the sort of veteran presence that this team, I think, otherwise lacked. I don't think, in the context of how this season's gone, it's easy to look back now and, and say this, but... I don't think Purdue could have done any better in the transfer portal. Had you gotten Nigel Pack or Tyrese Hunter or Courtney Ramey, whoever it might have been, you're not a better team than you are right now because yeah. you you can't be a lot better than twenty and one. Um, you would have blocked Braden Smith's Braden Smith's development. You would have blocked Fletcher Lawyer to a certain extent. His development and the guy you've gotten has been a, a, a an absolute um, an absolute gem for you from a team chemistry perspective. Yeah, I agree. It's been a, a good fit, uh, and, and it's been a pleasure to watch him play this year and sort of the role that he's had in sort of just accepting that. Brian Newbert, goldenblack.com, on the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Quick one here before we let you go, Brian. Where can Purdue be better here in the second half of the Big Ten? Uh, it's a pretty narrow margin, but I think, you know, they've shown they can be consistent. They've shown they will be consistent. I think, you know, the – the live ball turnovers have been a thing here the last couple of games. Uh, it's the reason the Maryland game was close. Uh, I, I think you're still a little bit vulnerable on the, on, the, on the defensive glass a little bit, which shouldn't be the case because that should be a strength for Purdue. Um, so just cleaning up little stuff like that, I, I think um, that stands to reason. Continuing to prove you can be consistent shooting threes and things like that, continuing to just be ready for anything defensively. I think Purdue has struggled a little bit at times with these kind of zone looks they've gotten from Maryland at Michigan to the point where you might see more of it now, albeit you don't see a lot of zone in the Big Ten anyway, so it's not like Michigan State's going to come out and run zone. Um, So I think those are little things, but I think you know Purdue just has to keep on keeping on. They have to understand that, hey, we're 20 and one right now and we need to keep doing what's gotten us to 20 and one, which is listening, which is trying really hard, which is being really connected on defense, which is getting the ball where the ball needs to go. And that's the Zach Eady. Um, and just continuing to, you know, to keep a level head and, and not, not, not overlooking any opponents, not, you know, buying into to all the buzz of being the number one team in the country. There are no red flags whatsoever. Yeah, about any of that stuff, but a lot of teams, you know, would have not shown up at Minnesota and done what they did at Minnesota. A lot of teams would have phoned that one in, probably still won that game by seven points, and uh, thought they were awesome. But Purdue showed up up there, and 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 that really spoke to consistency, and that really spoke to focus, and that really uh, 
spoke to the collective mentality of this team and just, just don't change. I, I know that that sounds simple, but that's that's kind of that that's kind of the marching orders right now. Just keep doing what you're doing. Sounds good, Brian. Thank you. No problem. Thanks.